Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Alfredall. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and uh, we come with you at a special Tuesday night edition. We hope everybody uh, had a wonderful Christmas uh, celebration, and now uh, we have some celebration of our own as the uh, Miami Dolphins have clinched a playoff spot uh, for the 2023 season uh, for the second year in a row, uh, defeating the Dallas Cowboys uh, 22-20 to 20, uh, in a, uh, one of their most memorable games in a long time. Uh, but that just begins to tell uh, uh, part of our story as uh, we have uh, more uh, packed uh, items to go over than we've ever had uh, in, in what would be uh, a one-show span. As uh, many of you know, uh, we had a lot of games take place uh, in the interim. Uh, and actually, uh, last week we had um, – I, I had pondered – uh, which way to go as uh, the Miami Dolphins had a few different games uh, take place within a one-week span. Uh, and uh, if you remember, uh, me and Rich uh, had gotten into a little bit of a contentious debate as uh, Rich had made a comment uh, going nuts uh, on uh, uh, Tony Romo um, when he said that the Buffalo Bills uh, were still in this thing and, and, and relevant and uh, Rich kind of went nuts. Well, that actually triggered some of the uh, Bills Mafia. And so besides me and him going at it, uh, we got tagged into the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, fan base and uh, got overloaded on our switchboards and, and, and therefore uh, had our server uh, go down uh, on, on uh the radio server, so there was that, and uh, there was also the issue of whether or not um, we uh, covered the fact that less than uh, uh, three hours after Rich had made that comment, the Miami Dolphins had uh, somehow managed to lose one of their uh, biggest uh, fourth quarter collapse defeats uh, there's been a few but this one was big uh, against the Tennessee Titans so uh, there was that and then uh, we had the Dolphins um, manhandle the New York Jets which as you know on this show is always uh, a very big deal and so uh, we had uh, one of the low lights and then one of the highlights go back to back and uh, we pondered that right before uh, the Bills Mafia crashed us and um, now we have uh, another huge victory uh, with the Miami Dolphins beating the Dallas Cowboys in the last seconds. So 
it's safe to say, Rich, we have a lot to cover, and, and, and I would say that uh, I haven't seen you this rare and to go out of the gate uh, to try to crunch in here. So we're going to go through everything, obviously, uh, one step at a time, and, and we're going to go over all the playoff scenarios, and, and uh, there are so many different scenarios that can take place here. Um, we'll start with the uh, the Dallas Cowboy game, of course, and, and I'll give everybody the rundown, uh, as always. Um, as the Dolphins' game-winning field goal beats the Dallas Cowboys 22-20, as I said. They clinched their playoff spot to a 24 for 37, 293, had the one touchdown, no interceptions. Most of your leading rusher, 11 for 46. A-chan, 7 for 24. Uh, you had uh, Tyree Kill as your leading receiver, 9 for 99. Dorham Smythe, your second leading receiver, 5 for 56. Waddle, 1 for 50. And uh, you had Sacks Van Ginkle, 1.5. Chubb, 1.5. Sisler, 1 sack. Um, and then, of course, Jason Sanders, your player of the week, 5 field goals, including 3 plus 50-yard field goals, uh, including the 29-game winner as well. From the other side of the ball, Prescott, 20 for 32, 253. Rushing, uh, they had uh, Tony Pollard, 12 for 38. C.D. Lamb, 6 for 118 and a touchdown. Obviously had a big game there. Didn't go without uh, blemishes, though. Waddle had the one big catch for 50 yards, uh, but uh, we also have him now uh, injured uh, with a high ankle injury. And uh, also have uh, Mostert, which I'm going to see if Rich has any more information on that. I didn't like the way he was thrown back and, and, and hit his head there. So uh, that's another thing to worry about. The initial reports are saying Waddle's going to be out for the re- remainder of the regular season, but it's not confirmed. So we'll see um, where they go with that and how he feels, I guess, at the end of the week. Um, so in a nutshell, Rich, how did I do? I tried to recap three Three games, basically, uh, in, in, a, in a very short time uh, before I opened the floor. Um, but uh, that's where we're at right now. And, uh, and we have a lot to talk about as far as all the ramifications, and, and there's an awful lot of them that could go down. Um, but we'll start with where we're at right now before we cover um, the other two games, uh, if at all. And then uh, just basically, you know, say that the Dolphins now, um, you know, keep themselves, uh, you know, uh, in a very relevant situation, but a lot of work uh, still to do. Fair enough? I mean, can you believe, like, there were two games left. We've been in first place for, you know, weeks, you know, basically for almost two months. And we could go, we could either be the one seed or we could be the sixth seed. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's insane, and uh, I I understand that the, the scientists have pinpointed the exact turn. They've pinpointed the exact turn, and it actually took place on a Monday night. On a Monday night on a, on a, on a radio show, they've pinpointed the exact turn of when the black cloud had come. But you're absolutely right. We have right now. Uh, basically two ends of the spectrum um, of, of which way we can go here. And, <clears throat> of course, it's, it's the number one seed uh, and, and, and not lower than the number six seed. 
but that's a huge range uh, with two games to go, and um, you know, and, and it's very big. Um, I can give you. You want me to go through all the scenarios now? I can. Um, as we go on to Baltimore now, uh, who looked fantastic last night. Um, so that's going to be the game of the year. Uh, we head to Baltimore on uh, on Sunday, and um, an awful lot at stake uh, when we do this. So um, if we win at Baltimore, we will be the AFC East champion. Okay, so that's the first thing, Rich, yeah. to, to to know, right? Um, yeah. And if we and, and, and if we win one of our last two games. We're assured of finishing no later, no lower than the number two seed. Okay, so that's the easiest way to remember those two things. You win Sunday, AFC East champion. If Buffalo loses Sunday, we win the AFC East too. Correct, correct, correct. So that that's the first thing to know there. Okay, now. Falling to the sixth seed, as I said, is a possibility. Um, You know, that's the worst possibility that could happen. All right, so um, we can finish no lower than that sixth seed, but now um, uh, by winning like uh, in Baltimore or a Buffalo loss, right, would would give us uh, the AFC East uh, uh, title uh, on Sunday. Now, there's plenty of other scenarios that could take place as well. Um, if we win the final two games, we're the number one seed, okay? So uh, that we know, all right? We win two, mm-hmm. we're the number one seed. Uh, if we Correct. win at Baltimore now and then we lose to Buffalo, the Dolphins would then need a Baltimore loss against Pittsburgh and the Cleveland Correct. loss. Okay, so there's that. Sure. All right, still with us, everybody? <laughs> there's more. Yeah. Uh, uh, if the Dolphins uh, lose to Baltimore, but they beat the Bills, Miami would then, like we said, win the AFC East, and they would be the second seed. Okay, if the Dolphins lose their final two games now, and uh, the Bills beat the Patriots, who <laughs> we then uh, would be. Uh, a low-ranked wild-card team, no lower than sixth, and uh, the ramifications of that uh, scenarios would uh, involve a a lot of other teams, um, but the most surprising one, which is completely in this mix, with a chance to have the number one seed, is the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco. And if that doesn't just spin your head around six ways till Tuesday, I don't know what no, will. It's totally, um, it's totally now, you know, one thing I want to bring up, Rich, I did tell you, because we had uh, a little debate on uh, the collapse that the Dolphins had last year without Tua. And I had said, yeah, I understand that, but that, but losing your number one quarterback, you know, it shouldn't be that much of a collapse. You see these other teams, two, three. The Cleveland Browns are on their fourth quarterback right now. And Stepanski, you, you have to consider this guy you know, for coach of the year. He's in the mix. What this guy's doing over there is insane. He's on his fourth oh, quarterback, and it's Joe Flacco. Got a call on his cell phone yeah. while he was going to, I mean, uh, to the Jersey Shore. It's insane. It's insane. The guy was on the couch. It really is. The guy was on the couch. It was aggravated that the Jets never called him. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and you remember I said to you, don't you, don't you maybe utilize that when Rogers went down and everybody snickered at me? Yeah. I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you did because I think you agreed with me. But people thought I was crazy. And you see the Jets quarterback situation, right? I mean, and Flacco now, you know, it really is absolutely insane. So, um, and I don't want to play Grim Reaper here, but if that all falls out from the Dolphins, they'll be looking at probably going to Kansas City for that opening round playoff wild card game. But, um, you know, we're, we're not going to harp on that at all. But the one thing I will say is that, the huge debate, which I keep bringing up, uh, of uh, how you said this Buffalo game would be uh, that they were done. Uh, you went after Romo. It was a non I believe you said Mike White you were hoping was going to start this game with nothing to play for. Well, not only now do we know it's going to have ramifications of some sort, but they're even considered now uh, it could possibly get moved to the prime time slot in the Week 18 schedule on either a Sunday, uh, uh, on a Saturday night or on that Sunday night game. So I don't know if you've heard that now, but that game is being no, watched. as, And the, the NFL has said that they're going to make that decision uh, late Sunday night or Monday morning. They will decide uh, which games will be flexed around. So I think ESPN is going to carry two games on uh, that Saturday, January 6th. Uh, a 4:30 game and an 8 8:15 game, and then uh, a Fox uh, is going to add a regular schedule, which we will not be involved in. But then on Sunday, NBC has that Sunday night game, so the Dolphins are going to be uh, in either of those two prime time slots that on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so this thing is just absolutely insane. I, I mean, I'm long-winded, but that's because this is just insane. How much information and how many things are, are possible scenarios at this point, like you said, with two games remaining? I, I've never seen a team, like I said, has been in first place as long as they have, with a three-game lead at, at some point. And they still have a two-game lead with two to go. That basically could fall off the map. <laughs> I know. And I warned you of this. I'm not going to get in the same debate with you, but I warned you of this. And they're still not out of the woods with this. I mean, they, you, they literally have, you know, listen, they're a very good football team. They're a very good football team. But they have a very tough game coming Sunday on a team that looked fantastic on the West Coast. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, so. You know, you know as well as I do that, you know, most teams don't play the same way two weeks in a row. So, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about that either. You know what I mean? It's, you know. If you if you go week to week, you go oh this team looked crappy, this team looked great, right. and what happens the next week? It doesn't translate, you know. No, so very fair point. I'm and, not going and, too know, crazy, and got, I'm not saying they, they can't got, win. They got those, they got Brock Purdy looked like Joe Pasarczyk last night too. So yeah, know, let's be honest. You know. Yeah, and, spe- and speaking of which, uh, since we're on that, I guess we'll, we'll say that uh, your other comment, which went nuts on me, was when Collinsworth had said Lamar Jackson's in the debate. Well, he's not only in the debate for MVP, he's now the favorite, favorite, Vegas favorite to yeah. win the MVP. Well, and Brock you. Purdy has I, taken, I taken himself out of that mix like, completely. Yeah, I know. Brock, Brock's done. But, you know, you know for, uh, listen, he's having a great year. I'm not going to say Lamar Jackson doesn't deserve 
consideration for it, but he's not in the top ten of any category of passing. So, then now, how, yeah, well, you know who I think should win the MVP. Yeah, it is what it is. You know who I think should win it. You know who I think should win it. I think Kyrie Kill is still the MVP of this league. I absolutely do. Now, will he win it? No, he's not going to win it because they don't even mention him anymore in the conversations. You know who the number two guy is they talk about now? Josh Allen. Yeah, but Cap. <laughs> oh, Josh Allen. I mean, no, I had, yeah, Josh I, Allen, I, I, number I, I, two. Really? Now, so you, yeah, you're no. absolutely right. Uh, you know, and there's no, but there's no doubt he's in it. And you attacked me after Collinsworth on it, which you know, the guy is having a fantastic season. He's certainly in the conversation. I believe Tyree Kill is your MVP. But uh, and, and regardless, uh, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, what's going on in the league, um, and and how much this is just. Uh, a story to be written, which can go in well, so many well, different directions. Why is, not, why is Tua not in the conversation, though? Well, I think he is in the conversation uh, only in the fact that, uh, you know, people want to uh, take it away maybe from Tyreek Hill. But as far as being in the real yeah. conversation of it, He's absolutely not, and and you're like you know absolutely what we've we've seen year in and year out as Dolphin guys. Um, you know there is absolutely a stigma, there is a prejudice against this team. Um, I, I mean, when you look at what Tyreek Hill has done for the first eight weeks of the season, nobody was talking about him like he was running away with it. I mean, the man, whatever you say now, which I still think. I still think he is the leader, but um, I don't even think there was a question mark through the first eight games and nobody was giving him respect. So Tua, you know, of course uh, is not going to get his due. I mean, if you you really look at the way that they gauge the Miami Dolphins and respect-wise – you know, all you've heard all year is the narrative, right or wrong, that they can't beat a good team, right? I guess it, I guess it only takes one stinkeroo to get out of a conversation. I mean, look at Brock Purdy. He was the favorite. Well, the problem with Brock Purdy, right? yeah, here's the problem with Brock Purdy, though. It, it, it's not just the stinkeroo. So if Brock Purdy, let's say he played the Cardinals three weeks ago, right, on a – four o'clock game or even a one o'clock game in Arizona and he had the same game, I don't think he gets himself out of the mix. But when you play on Christmas night in front of the entire nation on what is supposed to be the two best teams in football and that's the performance, yep. I don't think you recover from that. So it's 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 definitely no. based on the stage that you're on and the venue that you're on, oh. right? That was that was like a mini playoff game, really, last night, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it really was. I mean, it was. It, it was at least you know um, the showing that you usually see late in the year from you know two of the top caliber teams that we've seen you know many times before from you know Giants, Forty Nine ers, eighty six. You know, you've seen the the the, the 
Patriots in recent times, you know, play a top team, and, and then, uh, you know, it doesn't turn out to be that way at the end, not necessarily, but, you know, it certainly gives you a barometer of where, the you know, these teams are, and the fact that we're playing the Ravens uh, after that, um, it, you know, you, you certainly have even more of a reason to kind of be glued to see what's going on, at least from my perspective, you know, so that was an interesting take there. Um, I was thinking about you when Sam Darnold then took a snap and went down the field. I'm like, you you can't really make this stuff up. Like, you really can't make no. this up, right? I mean, it is no. a little ridiculous, but every, you cannot make it up. Jet, is, every, is every Jet quarterback they drafted in the last decade still in the league somewhere? <laughs> you know, uh, I'll tell you what, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, wasn't that long ago Mark Sanchez still had a headset on. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it wasn't long ago at all. So yeah, totally. No, no, it, 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 it's kind of crazy. It really is. Um, and uh, you know, we we will have to see. Uh, you know, basically where uh, everything you know falls out, and and if uh, you know, a lot of these teams are, are, are gonna, uh, I guess, get a, a second chance to maybe come back from from some of the, the ways they've turned, you know. Uh, but time is running out, and, and uh, you know, like you said, you can't judge a team from week to week, obviously, but you can certainly, um, I, I guess when you get this close to, to there, you know, you certainly can say that um, time is running out in a sense um, because, uh, you know, you're not going to have um, – that much time to turn it around. So the Dolphins are in a very good spot, and they had a very big victory on Sunday. So I'm all with it. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to recap this Dallas Cowboy victory right after this. It's intercepted at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be run in for a touchdown by A.J. Dewey at the 10 to 5. He's Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. You listen to the Pat Catella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. London is drowning now. 
year after year, right, for gifts, the back, it's time the Dolphins did their own work anyway, right? If this is the team that we think it is, you know, then then let's let's take care of our own. We never get a a gift anyway. And if we do get a gift, we don't take advantage of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And, you know, um, the days are squeaking in, uh, you know, just have – I'm tired of it. I'm sure you are, too. Uh, I got that they're back-to-back, but this team has a chance to do something real special. It does. I've been saying it all year. Um, And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I I would like to look at it from that perspective, you know. And, you know, it's a rough road ahead, um, but I think that this team uh, is, is one of the teams that, is at least in the conversation of being able to do something special. And so we'll start with Baltimore on Sunday. It's a team that we match up decent against, but it's a very physical good team as well. So, uh, you know, I don't think you can count on six touchdowns from two again. I don't think you can count on that Tyreek Hill fourth quarter again. I think you're going to have to play solid football throughout. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm excited to see – if they continue to play the way that they have been and how that translates into Baltimore, I don't know about you. Look, you know, before you last night, was Baltimore ever considered the best team in football? No. I think I think so. You know? What do you mean by the you best team so? in the AFC or in football? No, in football itself. They weren't like, you know, I don't think they were anybody was saying they're going to the Super Bowl. You know? Well, they were the number one ago. seed. They they still are. Yeah. They were the number one seed in the not AFC. The whole, not the whole way they weren't. We were for a while. You know, they weren't the yeah. number one seed the whole time. Kansas City was for a while too. You know, and Kansas well, City. I'm just still not ready apart. to say they're the best team in football. You know? I mean, no, I, I don't either. know. So, said, you know, it's not it's not like we're going in there to play some all time great team on Sunday. I mean, you know, go in there and you know, yeah. we could beat them. We're we're, we're just yeah. as good as them, if not better. You know, yes. so you know that's a you know it's not going to be you know two to ball zero in a in a bad weather game or anything. It's you know it's it, the weather up here is not bad at all. It shouldn't be that you know like I said it's not impossible to beat them there. You know it's not, they're actually not that great at home. If you look at their they are a better road team than a home team this year, believe it or not. This is how I look at it. Okay, this is how I look at it, and this is my this is my view of it. For the Miami Dolphin fans at home, and this is how I view this Miami Dolphin team, okay? If the Miami Dolphins, if the Miami Dolphins play their best game, and the Baltimore Ravens play their best game, the Miami Dolphins are a better team and will win the football game. That's how I view it. Yeah, I believe it. Because yeah. I believe that when the Dolphins play. They're top. They will not be able. They won't be beat. They just won't be beat by yeah. that by the Baltimore Ravens. But now there's a lot of big ifs in that because they don't always do oh, that. Yeah. I think they're a better team. I think they're a better team when they play at their top level. So take that for what it's worth, and you know we will have to see which team shows up and and how it goes. But um, you know, I mean. That's kind of you know, the way I look at this. Um, you know, uh, Dallas Cowboys, okay, you just beat the Dallas Cowboys. 
um, who was also considered one of the better teams in football, but not good on the road, right? I mean, very bad on the road, actually. Hadn't, has, still haven't won a game all year on the road. So, so there's that, right? Um, but, you know, yep. they, they didn't play a bad game at all, the Cowboys. The offense just played a really good game. Pressured Dak all night long who did not play a bad game. He played a pretty good game. The Dolphins' defense just pressured him like crazy. I mean, that that offensive line, I think, is the best in football. I think they had one player yeah, injured are. on it. But I think that's the best offensive line in football. And the Dolphins' defensive line won that battle all night and, and in the fourth quarter especially. So... You know, I think the Dolphins have a chance to have the best line in football defensively, best p- front four. And yeah, you know you how know, I feel about that. Get, I, th- I think to, to win this game Sunday, too, I think we need a couple key turnovers, too. I think we need to pick them off a few times, you know. And I think if that happens, you know, we're going to be – it's going to be our game for the taking. Now, it's funny that you said that because last night, if there was one thing – that swung that pendulum it was that the Ravens actually got all the turnovers. I mean, they were, oh, you know, know, there was it. a few passes that Purdy made that were actually good passes that, you know, should have been caught that became interceptions, but there was a lot of turnovers, and the Ravens were on the receiving end of all well, of them. Well, the crusher, when, when he got picked off at the end zone at the beginning of the game, that was like, you know, that set the precedent. You know, Absolutely. So, you know, it's funny you said that we need turnovers. I would say one step further, I think the Dolphins have to make sure that they're not turning the ball over. I think that's even more yeah. important than getting the turnovers, in my opinion. I mean, it would be great. I'd love to see them get a bunch of turnovers. But let's make sure we protect the ball first and foremost. Yeah. Um, because you and I both know, Rich, Dallas Cowboys go in that end zone on that first opening drive. It's a whole different story. Yeah, because they could have been up fourteen nothing easily, you know. So you know, turnovers are the key. You know, turnovers are the key. There's no doubt about it. Um, And you know, they have to absolutely be, you know, cognizant of that. A couple things I want to bring up. First, I want to bring up Chubb. I've been critical of Chubb. You have too, but I've been very critical of Chubb early on. And Chubb is oh, having yeah. a fantastic season. He is having a fantastic oh, no season. He becomes the first guy to have double-digit sacks now since Cameron Wake in 2017. Um, also, one of the things that we missed out on uh, with the, the scheduling and, and the holidays is this jet game where the Miami Dolphins just absolutely obliterated the Jets 30 to nothing. And Bradley <laughs> Chubb was the player of the week. He had three sacks oh, in yeah. that game. He had two forced yep. fumbles. He had a fumble recovery. And I think he had like seven tackles. He was just outstanding in that game. And he, he has it. been off the charts since then, off the charts since Phillips got hurt. And uh, so I just want to shout out there. Because um, I think that's fantastic. Um, one other thing I want to say, uh, yeah, and I know, uh, and one other thing I want to say is that Kendall Lamb has also been really outstanding in what he's been able to do. Because Kendall Lamb, uh, you know, with uh, Austin Jackson out against Dallas, was then moved to right tackle, and he this guy's been playing out of position 
throughout the year at a very high level, and Dallas Cowboys at Mika Parsons on that side, and he just, you know, listen, he played very well. He played very well. Yep. You know, not perfect, but to be thrown into that spot, again, um, he has really been uh, uh, an outstanding band-aid and, and, and solid uh, person on that line with all the injuries that we've had. So I just wanted to throw that out before I forgot um, with those two things. And um, and then I have one other uh, report on this IR situation that we've both been talking about for the last few weeks. Um, basically what we know, uh, Hunt, Robert Hunt, he's not on the IR. He's on the active roster. Now, as far as what his injury is and if he'll be able to come back at some point is still iffy. I don't know when, hopefully by playoffs, but I don't know the severity and and if that's going to be an injury that will heal up in time for him to get back on the field. But he is on the active roster, and that one spot will be used for Jerome Baker. uh, either in uh, you know that that Buffalo game, he has been practicing uh, a little bit. Um, so if if and when that's where that spot will go, it will go to Baker. And what about Osborne? Did you hear why he was inactive? Uh, I had heard that he had gotten injured in the Jet game, and then I am assuming that that's what carried over into the uh, Dallas game. Um, but I haven't heard any other updates on that. And, uh, you know, there's also the Mostert situation, which I'm concerned with because I think he did get concussed. I think he took a hard shot on that um, boomerang play. I haven't heard he's in the protocol, no, no, I haven't heard anything. No, what I have heard is, um, yeah, they said uh, Robbie Chosen was actually brought up uh, over – put on the depth chart ahead of Claypool for that game, and now he's in concussion protocol. So I, And that's the only one I heard that was in concussion protocol. Um, and right. like you said, I hadn't heard Mustard, Mostert, but um, I don't know. But obviously you know that that was a head injury, and he didn't return from that. So, uh, and, and, you know. So we'll have to see. And then, of course, Waddle, you know, they've been pretty adamant that, like, he's going to be out for the next two games. But, uh, well, no, you know, I, I don't I heard know. That, then, I heard, then I heard McMichael say that, you know, McDaniel say that, you know, you know, he's a quick healer and, you know, he's not yeah. ruled out for Sunday yet. So now, I've heard, yeah, that he's going to lose two games. Then I heard he hasn't been ruled out. So I don't know. Yeah. Which way is it? I think you – know? Well, I think I think from what I know about the injury and I see, I I think it's more like a pain kind of thing. I think that's what it is, yeah. you know, flexibility and pain. So I guess a lot of that is in his corner and see where he is. That's you know he's he's going to be out out of practice for a lot, but um, I guess it depends on where that thing sits after the treatment and stuff on uh, on Sunday or at least you know. Friday going in, right? And then until that decision yeah. has to be yeah. made. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. You know, I think that it's the kind of thing that, you know, um, obviously it's a big factor, and Tyreek Hill is not 100%, but, um, you know, you start getting banged around, and, and you know, he's a huge part of this offense. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll I, see how maybe, that goes. Maybe there's a big, maybe there's a big uh, spot for Claypool this week, you know? I mean, he's, he's speedy, fast, big, 
you know. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's his coming out party, you know. Maybe, maybe. I guess we'll have to see, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think there are answers to these questions. Uh, we won't know until Sunday. Um, or the Ravens banged up in their secondary too. Well, they they got a big injury yesterday, um, so I don't know where that's going to stay. But uh, yeah, they do have some injuries now in their secondary, uh, you know. And um, yeah, so and what's, what about Frank not 100%. Frank? He's, he's had a knee problem. That's what you heard. That's that that that's I, he's, I, he's no. I, I thought that's what I thought. That's what I I heard. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. What would you hear? I don't know. Um, they said leg. I think right. Yeah, yeah, I thought that, yeah, Um, I remember seeing where he did get hurt, Um, I don't know if it was knee though, I think it was like a groin or or, um, thigh or groin or something Something like that, that, right? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the the wide receiving crew, you know, is banged up, so we don't know, like you said, where it's going to be on Sunday, and that's a big factor, but I guess we're going to find out, so, all right, let's take a last break, come on back. Right after this. 31, 30 seconds to go. I believe Marino is saying I'm going to spike it. Takes the snap from center. He's looking. He's rolling. Oh, This is Mark Ingram, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Dolphins Legends show. Final stretch here. You got Pat and Rich coming at you, and uh, we'll preview uh, that. Uh, continue to preview this uh, Baltimore Ravens game on Sunday, which could not have uh, 
bigger ramifications in the direction that this team can go um, as uh, basically the AFC East title is uh, right in front of us. Um, so uh, it won't be easy. We'll see uh, how that kind of goes to fruition. Uh, Rich, we had talked about injuries, and, and uh, you brought up Craycraft. And, you know, it, uh, I, I believe Craycraft would be the guy that would go into Waddle's spot, so, um, you know, in his depth chart. Um, so I don't know. Um, you know where he stands on that um and then uh you know hill uh and claypool would basically you know kind of take that spot so does claypool move over there um i'm not sure uh because braxton yeah, Barrios, yeah, i Mark. guess you know just kind of go in there and you got dallas game one thing i just gotta i gotta mention this too like you know when when mcdaniel didn't take the field goal in the beginning of the game and he went for that fourth down you know fourth and five from the five-yard line and threw that fade mm-hmm. pass that went out of bounds. I mean, mm-hmm. that was ridiculous. I mean, you've got to take the points, you know, in a tight Yeah, I thought like it was that. a mistake you know, not to I'm take the sorry. points there. It's big, and, you know, and we almost lost by that. If you That almost came back to haunt us. You know? Yeah, no, the, I agree. I thought that was a you know mistake not taking the points there. Um, and then I guess uh, you know, but then you had the, the bubble screen, which was a huge factor at the end of the game that you can't stand that play. I don't like it either. Um, but you know, it did work there. Pat, uh, it's so. different when you do it to a running back and when you do it to a wide receiver. And my problem with the bubble screen was that you're going to get Hill killed, and it happened. Okay. No, they don't just do it to Hill, though. That that ridiculous, I know that, but it was that ridiculous one in Kansas City that got strip-sacked for a touchdown that cost us the game, and then the other one left him out to dry where he got hurt. So that's why I I think. okay? Yeah, I don't like it either. It works like 2% of the time. I don't like it either. I'd get it out there, but I think the thing that you don't want to comprehend is that Hill wants that play. I think Hill forces that play in there. I think he's pushed that play. To be incorporated in there, I think you Still think like, like they throw him on an island with that. He's the one who wants that play, so you know I think you got to consider that too. And I don't like it, and I hope it's gone. Uh, but you know whether yeah. it's a running back or a wide receiver, irregardless, you know it just it, it happened to work in that but situation. It's a bit and the reason the guy's I'm, coming out of the backfield because he wasn't all the way to the edge either. He wasn't though. He wasn't in the backfield. He moved out of there. He wasn't yeah, he in the backfield. But he got, he didn't get the ball by the sidelines. Like when when they do it to Hill, he's always on an island. You know, he's yeah, got nowhere he wasn't to go. on the sideline. Right. Yeah, he wasn't on the sideline. You know, like, he, he was in more. Yeah. Yes. And it's a little bit different play. You know. One other thing I want to bring up, um, which I think is very important, and that is that at the end of the scheme. One of the major factors in this game that we have to, and I know you really like him, uh, and and I've talked about this a bunch of times, was Jeff Wilson was fantastic. He's a very big back. He he was 5 for 21 at the end of the game, but it's not just those yards. It's when you get those yards, and they were hard yards, and they were first down yards, and they Basically, yep. ate that clock up to win the game. So I want to tip my cap yep. there. And if that, you know, mo- yep. a healthy Mostert, uh, Wilson at the end of a game like that, uh, and you might, uh, depending on what's wrong with Mostert, you might see him a lot more now uh, in this game. Um, so, you know, that's another vital part of this uh, offense. 
um, you know, and, you know, with A-Chan, uh, you know, uh, you got yourself a pretty good running attack, which at times has been so stagnant. A-Chan hasn't been A-Chan since he got hurt. No, he hasn't. He looked a little bit better yesterday at times, um, but he has not looked like that same A-Chan um, before the injury. No. no the explosiveness, no. you know, but... You know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe it's, you know, on the right course there. And he, he, he did look better than he looked um, previous game, right? I mean, I'm not saying yes, he looked the same, but, but he looked like he's going no. in the right direction. Yeah. Is the way I would it say it. It looks like I, he's running on seven cylinders. You know what I mean? There's, there's definitely one cylinder that's not getting the spark. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 uh, when when you have that kind of a, a a game as his, you know, that's very important because he's so fast and explosive. And if you can uh, basically, you know, when you have that, uh, it, it becomes much different than a regular running back. And when you take that away, it definitely takes a different aspect of his game away. Um, but you know, hopefully, he can kind of get closer to that. Um, you know, yeah. we still don't know the se- severity of the injury and what it was. Um, no, we don't uh, even but, know what it was. Severity yeah. of it, we don't even know what it was, you know? Uh, another thing I wanted to mention is that uh, Waddle became the first Dolphin receiver to have three 1,000-yard games in a row. Um, so, uh, you know, and that, that's a, a great milestone. We had talked about this, and, uh, and you know, it, it, what's so amazing is the receiving core that they had, and, of course, Clayton and Duper. And I had said to you uh, when we brought it up Sunday, I said, you know, I think what stopped that is Duper broke his leg in 85. And sure enough, I looked right. it up, and that's exactly what it was because I had told you I was there in 83, and I knew he had 1,000 yards because I was there. It was a jet game at the end of the year, and, uh, and he had broke the 1,000-yard mark, and it was like the first wide receiver for the Dolphins to do that, and it was a big thing. And then he had 1,300 right. yards in 84, but then in 85 he only had 650 because he missed seven games because of that leg injury, that broken leg. Yeah, so that's what stopped yep. it there. And then in 86, he had another 1,300. So without that, he would have four in a row. And then when you go to the other wow. side with Clayton, like we were talking about, I know, right? 84, he had 1,389 yards, Clayton. 85, he had 996 yards. So he missed 1,000 <laughs> by four yards, and then he had 1,150 the year after that. And then, And then if you want to go one step further, he had 776 in 87, but there was a strike. So he missed four games because of the strike. Yeah. And then he had 1,188 yeah. and 1,089. So he was a strike away from having four in a row. And if you count those four yards, he almost had seven in a row. <laughs> so it's just crazy. for everybody that was wondering why. Yeah. That's crazy. A lot of people wondering how that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that would have been something insane, right? So, so there's that, and that's I guess uh, you know, the Dolphins' offense has done a lot of special things. Um, they're a very explosive offense when they run. Um, do they look the same as they looked in Week Six? No, but you know they're playing better competition. They're playing different games. There's been some injuries. Um, they're going now to a place where. 
the last time they played, they looked horrible and unbeatable in the same game. Is that a good way to put it? Pretty much so. I mean, they, yeah, I would say they so. could have looked any worse in the first half of the game they played last year, and they couldn't have looked any yeah. better in the second half the when second they put half. up six touchdowns. Yeah. So, you know, like yep. we say, you don't know what team's coming. Uh, Baltimore is that same team as San Francisco, maybe not. But, you know, we don't we don't know what Dolphin team's coming either, and, and that's an exciting thing because, no. um, you know, there's the, uh, the good team shows you know, up. Remember, and, too. You know, let's, I'm not taking anything away from San Francisco's year. They haven't had a great year. But, you know, remember they had that three-game losing streak. They looked terrible. You yeah, know? they looked terrible. So it shouldn't be like anybody surprised that, the, you know, that they they laid another egg here. You know, they're not the perfect well, team. I think, everybody's trying to make I think what today, the surprise you know? is, well, I think what the surprise is, is that it wasn't just a casual game. It was like hyped up as the game. It was on a nightly stage yeah. on on a you know, on Christmas night with everybody watching. So to do it in that stage, you know, you you, you it's magnified, and you also usually you know bringing your A game to that. So I think that's what sure. does it more, you know. Um, and, and and yeah, I, is there a, a Super dominant team, no, but they were definitely knocked off their block a little bit because people were starting to talk about oh, them yeah. as you know un- unbeatable. So um, yeah, oh yeah, I mean that's question. That's definitely. Uh, I think that, that so, kind of takes away your the NFC argument how much how much better the NFC is than the AFC a little bit, you know. That's that's what now, the narrative the last six weeks. Has that been the narrative to that degree again? Is that what people were talking Philly? Yeah, they were, they were saying and it's like you know, it's San Francisco. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then you know, and Philadelphia's lost their shine a little bit too. Well, a lot, a lot. I think Philadelphia yeah. is 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 not in great shakes right now. I think they're trying to remember, find an they identity. Were, they were the last undefeated team, Pat. Do you remember there were people talking about them going to the yeah. defeated this year? Remember? Sure. Yeah. Sure, like, yeah, absolutely. Right, they're not the same team they yeah. were in week eight. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. They, they've, you know, and that's another, and that's another area too. Don't forget that. Like you know, Jalen Hurts was the MVP leader probably at that point, and now you oh, know 100%. he's obviously come off that block. Um, so well, yeah, things change well, a lot this league. This, this, this is a wide open season. There's not that one dominant team right now. Right, and, you know. This is a wide open year for somebody to, you know, to capitalize on this. So I'm just saying, this, it is. there's not a surefire guy. And you know, week to week, everybody's got their flavor of the week. It's like I love these puns on TV. It's like, you know, it's all about yesterday with them. You know what I mean? It had nothing to do with the, the first, you know, 15 weeks of the year. It's about yesterday. You know, and well, today it's the Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens. Two weeks ago it was the Niners, the Niners, the Niners. It goes, just goes, yes. you know, every week. Then the Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles, the Cowboys. Remember the Cowboys were great when they took over first place for a week? They were. Right, you know? They were. I mean, it just goes but you're forgetting, about the, you're forgetting about the team that really everybody's been talking about for the last three weeks. You're, you're oh, forgetting about that. Yeah. And that Buffalo yeah, Bills have been yeah. the hottest team in yeah. football. Some say the last three weeks, some say since you made the comment. But, irregardless, they are the hottest team in football and, uh, you know, on a steamroll with a direct path right to Miami. Yeah. Okay, maybe so, because well, we've seen that things have changed. Yeah. But they're playing you know, uh, very good football right Jets now. In the regular season, teams that lose to the Jets in the regular season usually don't go far. Yeah. 
I think that changed one year, right? Wasn't that going on for a long time, and then it finally changed? Burger, the Patriots winning the Super Bowl, something, right? Well, that yeah, was going was on for a long time. No, no team had ever, it was like, yeah, it was, one, it was nothing. No team have ever won the Super Bowl lost to the Jets in a regular season. Right, you know? and that went on for and a long, long time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. One, one yeah. team finally did it. I guess it was either the Patriots or yeah. the Steelers or something. But yeah, nah, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, once. So you know, we will, uh, we will see. I mean, uh, that's what makes this exciting. Uh, two weeks left, and it's going to be really uh, interesting to see. Um, you know, what we get uh, next week, and then of course the showdown uh, on the beach with Buffalo coming to town again. And uh, we've went through the scenarios. I mean, it, it, there's so many crazy scenarios. One that actually winds up with us playing Buffalo back-to-back. Uh, so we, we, you know, we certainly don't want that to come to fruition. But the one thing that I will say, and I've always said, is it's in the Dolphins' hands. They control their own destiny. They don't need any help. They yeah, don't need anything. Much rather have that than looking at the freaking ticker and seeing, like, what's going on everywhere else, you know? Absolutely. And especially to have it this late in the year. I mean, to be, in, yeah. you know, going into, you know, two games remaining and knowing that you control your own destiny. Control your own destiny for the top seed, no less. Top yeah. seed. Yeah, you went to I mean, that's, you're the top seed in the EMC with a bye week. I mean, that should be enough incentive right there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So um, excited about it. It should be really fun. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it turns out. I, I can't imagine we had this kind of opportunity, 84, maybe 92. Uh, not a lot, Rich. You know, we're in uh, not, not uncharted territory, but certainly haven't been on this road in a long time. We'll see what happens. We'll see everybody next week. Hopefully have some good news. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own boy Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew Better go we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment, then she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing.